Welcome to Learning to Live, where I talk about what I'm currently learning. Come join me in learning how to live a quality life. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. I'm not a medical doctor, and this information is not intended to be taken as medical advice. And in this episode, I may talk about mature topics. Keep that in mind if you have little ears around. Hey guys, welcome back. So today's topic is going to be on chamomile tea. So never, I know everyone says it a bit different. Um, I know some people who say it chamomile, some people say chamomile, so however you say it, that's what I'm talking about. So a lot of my teas, I do traditional menis, medicinals, that brand. Um, it's an organic herbal teas that they have. And I like to try to go more organic with my teas just because I don't want to be adding extra pesticides and all of that into um, my body because with hormone imbalances that really affects that. So yeah, if you want to learn more about hormone stuff, I have a few episodes on that and I plan to do a bit more in the future as well because that is something I'm currently learning a lot about. And if there's something to do with that more that you want to know about, um, you definitely can send me a message about that. But anyways, back on topic. Um, you can get chamomile in many different forms. Some people harvest it themselves. So it's a flower. Um, and yeah, some people um, have them. They harvest them themselves. They So a lot of times with... Um, creating your own teas or oils, you take the plant or the flower, you let it sit and dry out for a time, and then you use it forever using it. And I'm summarizing because I haven't done it. The only time I made an oil with chamomile, and I made one with dandelion, but I don't fully remember how I all did it, but that's kind of the basics of how you would do that. But I usually use it as a tea, and like I said before, I have made oils, like for rubs, um, which are really good for like rubbing on to places with more inflammation. And I'm sure there's other forms you can take it in. Usually there's a lot of different ways of taking herbs because you could probably take it in a capsule, I'm sure, because so many different herbs are like that. But I have not looked into things like that. I love teas, so a lot of the things that um, I take herbally are teas. So what are the benefits? Well, a lot of the times it's used to relieve indigest indigestion. Chamomile is very calming. So it's good for calming an upset stomach, um, even during a period for the pain, or some people when they're anxious, or just calming them before going to bed and helping to sleep better. Yeah, so for helping with menstrual pain, some people use it for diabetes and for blood pressure or joints. So um, it is an anti-inflammatory, so it's really good for reducing inflammation. And that's probably why it would be good for joint like periods or 
or joints. So anything that's kind of um, has an increased inflammation, that's really good for that, for helping relieve that. And a lot of pain is um, to do with, like there's more inflammation with that. So even endometriosis, that's good to take that. Um, yeah. Some people have used it um, with cancer, with skin problems, or like colds and flus. Overall, teas are like really relaxing, so it's nice to drink them when you're not feeling good, but they also have some good benefits with that as well. So I've heard the reason that um, chamomile is so calming is because it affects the GABA receptors, which GABA is a neurotransmitter and it really helps calm down the body. So that is one reason why chamomile is really good for that. Even can be helpful with hemorrhoids or diarrhea. Because it's calming, it actually will reduce the muscle spasms um, in the like gut or in, I guess, with like the menstrual pain, just overall relaxing the body, the muscles, and all of that. A lot of people believe that drinking herbal teas are very beneficial for fertility. So because it decreases inflammation, that'd be very important for fertility. You don't want to have that excess inflammation. And because it helps with preventing illnesses, it could really help you to stay healthy, to help with um, being able to conceive. Some people believe it's not good to take um, when trying to conceive. That could very well be because you don't really want to take chamomile in the first trimester. Some people do, and it's been okay for them, but it isn't always recommended to be on the safer side because it can cause some contractions. And you really want to avoid that in the first trimester. But if you're not pregnant or not wanting to be pregnant at the time, or like yet, chamomile can be really good for just helping with period pains. And just, you can take it like any time and it's just very nice and calming. Some people take it every day, a few times a day. I, I drink it whenever I just want something to help calm my body, like, um, yeah, around periods, it's really nice for that. I usually take it when they're very painful. Um, I find that sometimes it's better than Advil at times, but that really depends on your situation, and yeah. And for PCOS, it has been seen to decrease testosterone, so the male hormones, and with PCOS, that's often raised. So to help with, like, has been seen to help with that and decreasing that significantly. So that's really awesome for people who are struggling with PCOS and something that um, would be really good and helpful. But also you want to look into um, insulin resistance as well if you have PCOS. And I do have a few um, episodes with that if you want to learn more about that. Also because it decreases inflammation and there's a lot of inflammation with PCOS as well for some people and some people struggle with a lot of anxiety then as well. So it could help with the hormone levels and then in turn 
very likely help with a lot of the PCOS symptoms. And with endometriosis, it can help with um, the pain, right, and calming everything. And there's actually a compound found in chamomile that can suppress the tissue growth, which is really awesome for people who struggle with endometriosis or things along the same lines because of course, um, that can just add to the pain, right? And like decreasing inflammation can be very helpful as well for endometriosis. But I'm going to do another episode specifically on that, on what can help with um, all of that. Um, because I have been recently learning a lot about solutions for that to help um, just improve everything with that. So yeah, that's another... Um, episode completely, but this tea um, can help with those symptoms. So this actually can still, like, chamomile can be used with for children as well safely. They do say that some people who are sensitive to ragweed might have an allergic reaction to chamomile, so to just be aware of that. Um, but yeah, it can just be calming. So I know some children, a child who was really struggling with sleeping and they gave their child a little bit of chamomile tea and that really helps them to be able to relax enough and sleep better. So that was really helpful for them. Um, and yeah, I can do that for a lot of people. Now the amount of tea might be different for a child because they're younger, right? They won't need as much as an adult. But yeah, you could look into the amounts specifically for you and what's good for you or your child or someone you know. But for babies, it can help with colic, apparently, and diarrhea. Also helping babies' digestion and helping with like bloating, gas, or constipation. So it's really helpful for children and adults as well. And some people will just drink it in the evening before going to bed just to help them wind down a bit and then um, be able to sleep good as well. Because I feel like in life we can be so busy and we're just going, going, going and then um, it's time for bed and it's hard to just shut our brains off and I feel like that can just be nice. Even just sipping on a cup of tea in general can just be relaxing and help us to slow down. And yeah, so that's what some people do. Oh, and I forgot to mention with babies, it can help with teething and it can help with like eye irritation. So there's a lot of things that um, are to do with the inflammation that it can really help with like pain or inflammation because with teething, there is inflammation and pain and um, eye irritation and all of that. So if there's something I haven't mentioned and it kind of goes along the lines of pain or inflammation, it could very well help with that, so that might be something you could try as well. And some men actually use chamomile tea for erectile dysfunction and a few other problems similar to that. And some people believe that for both men and women it may help with the libido in ways. So from my research, there was a few contradicting things with um, how it affects estrogen and progesterone. So some believe that it kind of um, mimics a bit of estrogen and, 
and isn't good for people who struggle with problems that are estrogen dominant like um, endometriosis or cysts or things like that or fibroids so those types of things um, they would say to avoid because chamomile might be that way but then there's some pl places that say that it's actually um, kind of inhibits estrogen and because it's calming it would potentially raise progesterone so you can kind of um, decide for yourself what you want to do I personally will continue to drink it because of the calming effects and the anti-inflammatory I personally don't feel like it's causing any problems for me um, yeah but you can figure out what you want to do personally but I believe that it seems like it's not too much like I believe that it's probably um, something that would decrease estrogen but I could be wrong but those are the two things that I found and you can decide for yourself what you want to do with that yeah so it has a lot of benefits some people uh, they take it for periods um, for cycles they take it for inflammation they take it for their overall health with like um, colds and flus or like preventing illnesses they take it for um, reducing inflammation in the body and any type of problem that comes along with that um, and some people take it for fertility because of inflammation and just also like it can help with PCOS um, and if it can help with endometriosis then that would be helpful as well um, yeah and um, it's really helpful for anyone so it's a great tea and if you want to start taking it I really recommend using a tea and trying to go without like trying to go more organic and to eliminate those pesticides because pesticides alone will um, met like increase estrogen so you kind of want to be careful with those types of things if you have like a problem with estrogen dominance and all of that yeah that's all I have for this episode I hope this was helpful for you and that you were able to learn something from this or that it was able to help you see you next time bye